and welcome back. If you are listening to this on the day it comes out or the week it comes out, I'm hosting a free live masterclass called How to Get Consistent with Instagram Marketing. Even if you're strapped for time or even if you're not tech savvy or even if you hate social media, if you're catching this recording after all the live classes are over, there will be a replay up for about a week. And then after that, if you just want to DM me, I will let you know how to get to the class, but we'll go ahead and link that below. But I think it'll be a really good one. It's brand new material I've never taught before, and I'm incorporating a lot of stuff that I've been using personally on just like getting more consistent. Like I feel like I've been posting more consistently and it's just been easier than it used to be for me. And so I'm going to talk about those things and just some general things that I'm seeing like 2023 and beyond with Instagram marketing landscape. So on today's episode, I'm so excited for you to hear the interview with my dear friend, Dr. Christy Wick. A lot of you probably already know her, but if you don't, she's a chiropractor, a coach, and a serial entrepreneur. I think she has like 57 businesses. <laughs> she's also a practice growth strategist, and she's from Wisconsin. So over the last 15 years, she's built a thriving seven-figure family practice that houses a full staff of doctors and CAs, and they care for patients every day. And as her practice grew at a rapid pace, so did her desire to share her story through speaking and mentoring other chiropractors. So she really has a like true passion for empowering women in chiropractic, and she just has a really fresh approach and coaching and building community. She's got the Illuminated Squad, which is her really popular coaching group that I got to go um, speak at in January, which was awesome. So yeah, she's just incredible. Um, she's, her husband, Joe works with her in the business. So now I can't wait for you to hear from Dr. Christy, a CEO and founder to multi seven figure suite of businesses. Here we go. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by my Marketing Roadmap, which is a five-episode private audio training that's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that... Yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step -step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. If you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step -step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. I'm really proud of this training. And I know personally, I've bought 27, 37, $17 products before and felt like I really didn't get that much out of it. I guarantee you, you will learn something from this five episode private audio feed. So again, it's just mollycahill.com slash private training. And it'll also be linked below in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear what you think. All right, Dr. Christie, this has been a long time coming interview for the podcast. And I know you're like squeezing this in in between patients and I'm squeezing this in in between coaching calls. You're a duck down and you also have like 57 businesses. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. 
Oh my gosh. I'm happy to be here. And you know, you always put up with me rescheduling things 27 times. So I'm here. Let's no. do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. Like I really, I'm the same way. I'm like a very fluid, you know, it all works. And it's so funny because I know you're also really into human design and I just had a human design person on the podcast and turns out I was wrong about my type. I guess I had put in the wrong time of birth the first time I did it. Oh. I also thought I was a manifesting generator like you, but I'm just a plain generator. So there's nothing plain about it. I actually am surrounded by generators in my life. There's lots of generators around. I feel like the cool thing about generators versus MGs is they are so much better at like seeing something through, like staying on the one thing and like seeing it through when they're really excited about it. And like, yeah, really yeah. yeah, well, Yes and no. I was sitting there last night thinking how I have all of these projects that are like 75% done, but I've already moved on to the next thing. But, yeah. Then I'm like, oh, that's very MG. Yeah. That's very like MG. I re-recorded all of Holistic Marketing Hub classrooms like three weeks ago and they're still not into the portal because, well, one of them is not my fault. I hired this guy on Upwork. I've always had great experience with Upwork and like he's not gotten me the recording. So I'm about to have to be like, Dude, um, because I just wanted him to clean up the recordings where I, you know, you see like and um, and I'm just trying to make them really succinct. And so, yeah, that part's not my fault. But yes, I'm like, wait, I need to go back and actually complete that project. Before I go on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah 75% not, a strength, not a strength of mine. So I have no advice for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so tell us, I already did your intro, but for people who don't know you, what's kind of your story? You're like, you're just like this badass serial entrepreneur with a huge practice and a family and all these businesses. And- oh, thanks. Yeah, that's my story. Pretty much. In the- <laughs> well, um, I've been in practice for 16 years. You know, chiropractic is really my, my first, you know, career love and still obviously a huge part of my life. But I definitely realized, you know, probably I'm going to say six to seven ish years ago that you know, I really, really love business. Like I just, I, in my hobby time, which I'm air quoting, like there's really two things that I do. I, uh, work on, you know, home decor and design stuff. And I work on business. Like that is what fills me up. And so I am very much designed to have multiple things going on in in my life. And sometimes that is awesome. And it makes me, you know, this is a human design phrase. Like they always talk about MGs, like collapsing into bed at night, feeling like you expended your energy and all the things that light you up. And that happens very frequently. And, you know, then there's other times where it's like, why did I do this to myself? (laughs) So yeah, it's just, that's real life. But yeah, that's, I mean, I certainly do have a large high-performing, you know, family wellness practice that we, we love and it's the foundation for really everything. I mean, that's what started so much of what I do in my career. So much of, you know, our family life is really built around how the practice grew and how it's my, my first baby. And it's the foundation for our family. I mean, my husband is a part-time stay-at-home dad and then part-time works for all of our businesses in the financial capacity. So um, really the practice was the beginning of it all. Tell us a little bit more about your practice. Yeah. So I have right now I have myself and then two associate docs. As Molly mentioned, I have actually one, like basically my chief care doc. So 
one of my full-time docs is out on a medical leave. So has been um, an interesting period of time for me because I typically only adjust very part-time. So anywhere from in the past, like five years, I've been anywhere from six hours a week to 12 hours a week adjusting. And right now I'm here almost every shift that we are open. So a little bit of a a different spin on things, but yes, we have a team-based practice. All three of us see all patients. We see mostly young families. So we see a lot of like elementary school age kids on up through high school. We certainly obviously see lots of like pregnant moms and babies as well, but we love those younger families where like, you know, baby might be the youngest. And then we have the toddler and we have the second grader. And we love that dynamic of just kind of growing with the family and helping them really just discover a new way of health and a new design for health in their, their life. We are, we're high volume. So we see, um, hundreds and hundreds of like 700 visits a week. It's a lot of people, but right now you and Dr. Carrie are carrying that all. We have some some fill-in people helping us. Um, so some docs have been helping us, but yeah, there's the next two weeks, Dr. Carrie and I will be doing it on our own, which is, you know, what we do when one of us is on vacation and two of us figure it out. <laughs> so yeah, but luckily I have been blessed with a good network of people. Um, I live in Wisconsin. And so really when this all went down, I started overturning many stones, which is probably what we'll talk about a little bit today with marketing. Yes. And so luckily I was able to find a fill-in doc that we've had for the last two weeks and she'll be here for one more week. And then we have two other docs actually coming to kind of split the fill-in help in September. So, okay. So that's not what we were going to talk about today. And we will still talk about what we want to talk about today is Dr. Christie's in a really small town. And I've had the pleasure of working on her Instagram account for the past couple of years. And it definitely is different running like yours versus like Dr. Alicia's who's in like Raleigh and like a big city. Um, It's definitely a different, you know, just marketing in general, not just social media is different. So we are going to talk about that today, but if you don't mind, because I feel like the majority of my audience will totally resonate with any of these tips that you might have of, you know, even if they're solo in practice and they're like, oh, and I get pregnant or I get hurt, like kind of walk us through how you navigated this with Dr. Andrea getting hurt. And yeah, yeah. It's actually, this is really sound important advice for a lot of you listening. So, I mean, I think really first and foremost, I have seen this happen actually a lot with other docs where like, you never think it's going to be you. Like, I mean, this actually happened to us somewhat a couple of years ago when I was diagnosed with Lyme and even like the little bit that I was doing was a lot for me. Chiropractic is hard on us, everybody. Like, and I don't, I think sometimes we kind of get in this like blinders on, like it's fine. Everything's fine. And certainly like, you know, I'm a high achiever. Dr. Andrea is a high achiever. So like we have seen high volume for a long time. And I think we kind of get in this like fog, if you will. And I I certainly don't want to speak for her and I didn't ask permission to talk about this. So I'll have to ask for forgiveness for her. But like, really, I think the biggest thing is plan time off for yourself. Like make sure that you have that worked into your schedule regularly because it might sneak up on you that Mm. your body needs a break. You know, obviously your brain needs a break. So definitely like 
don't think you're invincible. Make sure that you, you plan time off and you plan rest. And then really the best advice I can give to, you know, most of you listening are probably like solo practitioners. You're, you're, you're the only doc in your practice, come up with some sort of like vacation coverage agreement with someone close to you. So like, is there an option where, you know, when they go on vacation, like they can send their people over to your practice because it's closest enough um, and vice versa. And I think a lot of chiropractors are really hesitant to do that because they're really worried about like, well, what if they end up liking her adjustment? But like, what I have to say about that is like a three to 10% of the population only sees a chiropractor on a regular basis. So stop getting out of, you know, just get out of your head with the scarcity mindset. Like if they're a better fit for that person, then energetically might honestly be better for you, for them to see that person. So that's like coach moment, number one, but also number two is like, if you don't plan now for your long-term health, like your longevity in this profession is going to be limited. If you are an HVLA adjuster. And so if that's you, like just make these plans, have backup plans, um, make connections with people in your area that do coverage work, start reaching out now, like have plan BC in your pocket. Like literally as I've been navigating this over the last few months, I have had like plan A, B, C, D, and E. Literally I've had like people (laughs) people lined up of like, okay, you're, you know, this is what I'm going to do ideally, but if that doesn't work, then I'm doing this. And, um, the connection is really important because you'd be surprised. Like it's, it could sneak up on you. And I just want to make sure that people have that, you know, and really like, like third piece of advice would be if you're fresh and you have the option to do some tonal adjusting, whether it's like your practice is fully tonal, or at least you are 50 to 70% tonal, I would say do it. Um, doing high volume HVLA adjusting is not really very great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, especially like I said for women if you're trying to like get pregnant and have kids and I know my my chiropractor is like a husband and wife duo and she actually just had a baby like not even a week ago, so fresh. But even like in her third trimester she wasn't able to do like side posture adjusting, like she'd have to call him in to come do those and so yeah. yeah, that's really sound advice too. And then just like one other question I know I would have is if if you can't find someone local, is there like a, a resource that you like to use for just people who maybe are like locum who come in? So there are different like services. There's one called like doc for a day. And I know people that have had good experience with those types of services. I personally have interviewed like a couple options through that and it has never really fit Mm. my model. Um, You know, we have a wellness-based model. So the vast majority of our patients are coming weekly or bi-weekly for wellness care. And a lot of locum type docs are very pain-based. They're very, um, you know, they don't understand or sometimes even believe in care plans. They don't understand or sometimes even believe in wellness. So in my experience that has been difficult. And so that's where I would say, just really try to get some connections, you know, even if it's a few hours away. I mean, one of the gals we have coming in a few weeks, she's going to be driving an hour and a half, you know, each way, two days a week to cover for us, but she fits the, like, she understands what, what we're looking for. So oftentimes just like younger docs that are trying to build their own practice that maybe are, you know, 
close enough to drive, but far enough that it's not a big deal. You know, that's a really good resource. And really the other thing is just the, all the Facebook groups. So just getting in those Facebook groups and asking for resources can be really helpful as well. Yeah. That's what I've seen that in like the women chiropractors group a lot. I've seen people asking for coverage and stuff. Thank you for sharing that on the fly, but let's get to what we planned on talking about today, which is marketing. I mean, you have this really large high volume practice in a really small town, which I just think is incredible. Yeah. So I'm chuckling um, in my mind because I always get scolded from some of my friends when I say a small town, because I think last I checked West Bend is like 30,000. And, you know, I have pra- friends that practice in a town of like 5,000 and they're like, yeah. Crazy. you're, it's not a small town. And I'm like, but compared to comparatively, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, well, cause how close is the biggest, like the closest big city would be Milwaukee. And that's like, you know, an hour away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like people aren't driving to like, I live, I don't live in the Cincinnati city, but to actually get to Cincinnati city, if I were to go see a chiropractor in the city would take me 20 minutes, not even maybe 15. Yeah. So I could, whereas like, I have a student who's in the hub who is in like way East out like an hour from Cincinnati and like that's, it's just a different thing. I just feel like it's different. So yeah. So small town use, use that term relatively, but I think it's still, yeah. As someone who works on your Instagram and we're always trying to find other it's Instagram different. accounts to, <laughs> to engage with. Yeah. So talk about some of the ways uh, we'll talk about social media, of course, but like, let's talk about some of the ways outside of social media that you found to be helpful in your, and in all stages, like, cause I'm sure it was different when you first started versus now. Yeah. I've been analyzing this a little bit since you and I started talking about that. This was what we were going to talk about because I have never found dramatic success with social media in like marketing our practice, like some success, not dramatic success. And I always wonder if like, that's because I am not wired in like the social media capacity, or if it is truly because our area uses social media in a different way. So my practice has truly been built on relationships. And interestingly enough, like I have a couple of friends in the area that have businesses, like one in particular stands out in my brain and she and her husband own this really large jewelry store and they've been in town for uh, generations. So like his great, his dad owned it and whatnot. And she and I have talked about the same thing. Like relationships is what builds businesses in small towns. And So for a lot of you listening, when we say relationships and chiropractic, people immediately go to like other provider relationships. And, you know, Molly will be the first to tell you, like, we don't have that uh, option. Like we don't have like doulas coming out of our ears. We don't have tons of home birth midwives. We don't have, you know, pediatric specializing PTs, a ton of that. Like we just, we don't have the same resources that a lot of you have in larger places. So when I say relationships, I mean, my practice was built on my sweat equity of getting into the right places at the right times when I was young in practice. So I graduated from chiropractic school when I was 22. I started my practice a few months later when I was 23 and I joined tons of nonprofit boards and volunteer committees. And I did a lot of just general volunteer work. So like I was this little baby out there, you know, sitting on a board with other business leaders in the community 
feeling overwhelmed and like I didn't belong and I didn't necessarily, I didn't have anything to offer at the time except my time. Like I didn't have, I didn't have money. I couldn't, you know, like when they're fundraising, like people are working for companies where they can give, you know, a thousand dollar donation. And like, you know, here I am like trying to rub my two pennies together and asking my parents for money, right. To start my practice. Like that's just the reality. I think of a lot of our situations when we graduate, but I did have time. And so I found that that was very quickly recognized. Like the fact that I not only cared about my community, but I wanted to, to make connections and, you know, this coming from like, I'm not an extroverted person. I actually like those kinds of things are really difficult for me, but I pushed myself to do them because I knew that it would pay off. And it was one of those things where it didn't necessarily pay off immediately. So this is definitely a a long game strategy, but I still have people that come to the practice today, 16 years later that, you know, met me at a nonprofit board meeting when I was, you know, 23 years old. So just making sure that you are seen. And I think that a lot of this falls by the wayside, like a lot of the younger generation in our profession kind of take this advice with a grain of salt because they're like, well, I could just be seen on social media and it's the same. And my answer to that would be, it depends, like Mm -hmm. maybe like probably depends on your area, maybe, but in my area, really like the business leaders and the people that are going to help, you know, really share the message of what our practice does. Um, they don't spend a ton of time on social media. And so it has been really important for me to make those connections early on and really just like fuel my passion for what's important in my community. Like I any of you that own a small business, you must give back to your community and you need to be, you need to be visible in the areas that are important to you because that authenticity is really magnetic. And so when you're out there giving back to places that are aligned with what you love. So like for me, I'm typically now only involved in nonprofits that serve young families. That's, that matters. So that's really like the first and the biggest piece of advice. Yeah. I want to go back to like some of the, like how to, and it's like, how do you even find these organizations? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, regardless of the size of your town, like every town has a whole bunch of nonprofit organizations. So really, I think when I first came, I went to a lot of like chamber type situations just to kind of get like a lay of the land of what nonprofits were active in the community. Like you know, what executive directors were looking for help, that kind of thing. So that's a really good place to start. You even can just like go onto your chamber's website and look at the nonprofit section and just kind of get a lay of the land. Obviously just like simple Google search, like nonprofits in, you know, so for me is like nonprofits, Washington County, Wisconsin, like what resonated with me. And then I read about a lot of them. So I read about their leadership. I read about their boards. I read about like their goals on their websites typically. And then that was really the easiest way for me to determine what place what I wanted. Fit. To get yeah. yeah. Did you ever do any like of the BNI type things? I did. I was in BNI for probably three, the first three years that I was uh-huh. open. Um, and they're mixed reviews. So I'm, I, I'm sure it's like one of those things that's like p- people go to one chiropractor they don't like, and then they think all chiropractors are like that. Like if you have one, one yeah. BNI like group that's run poorly and you think all BNI is that way. So right. I've heard mixed reviews, but I'm sure it's yeah. just like specific to the group. 
I am sure. I mean, I've, I agree. I've heard both ways. I mean, for me, it wasn't my favorite thing to do, uh, once a week being with the exact same people, but here's what I'll say about BNI, you know, in most situations, they make you stand up and do a, you know, a quick little tidbit about who you are every single week. And then like, I don't know, every quarter you do like a longer, like 10 minute passion pitch, basically. Uh, that's a great opportunity for you to actually figure out what the heck you should say. Yeah. Out in public. Um, and obviously build relationships with the same people that can go out and be fantastic advocates for you. So like mm-hmm. one of the women that I met in BNI was my very first patient in practice. Oh, I love that. She actually was on like a waiting list to see me and like kept getting pushed back when we were building out my first space. And I still see her every single week now, 16 years later. So all of these, all these things work if you're willing to put in the effort. Yeah. And I would just say, I don't think it's like a either, or like, it's not like social media or in-person networking because really they're one in the same. And you know, that I teach this, it's like, especially when it comes to online business, right? It's like, especially like in 2020, everybody's like, oh, passive income, online business. And it's like, uh, it's kind of a misnomer. <laughs> like it's not really passive because you still have to build that network and build the community. Even if you are happen to be listening to this in your online business only, cause I do have like health coaches and stuff. I started my social media management business in person networking. Yeah. And I didn't go into it with like a lot of the online business owners and the whole passive income boom was like, I could see anywhere, but anybody in the world that I'm like, yeah. But like, if you start locally, I always encourage people to start locally, even if you're a virtual business, because it just gives that one more connection point. And then I will say, what's, what's, if you're trying to grow your social media presence, what's better than one audience too. <laughs> so oh. if you do have those connections in the community, then you can collaborate on your social media posts, then both audiences are seeing it and that's cultivated through relationship as well. So it's not just about you pick one or the other. Yeah. I think it takes a special kind of person to be super transparent on social with all things, like to Mm -hmm. really do social well and give a good idea of who you are, like in a well-rounded perspective, it takes some, some guts and some like the right personality in my opinion. And so if I think it's really important for everyone to vote it, like there, nothing can take the place of in-person connection. Like no. nobody that knows me from online actually knows me because I am not the type of person <laughs> to like share all of the things. And so I think it's so important that as practitioners, we get out there and actually you know, this is that old advice, right? Like shake hands and kiss babies. And obviously like, I'm not a 60 year old man chiropractor, but like, that's, that's real. It's, it's real. You have to be seen and you have to be heard and you have to really develop your skills so that you can get to a point where you know what to say out in the community to help people understand what you do. Yeah. So what are some other than um, like the nonprofit boards and the BNI and the networking, what are some other kind of more grassroots yeah. Quote, small town things you've yes. been doing. Obviously like one-on-one connection. So, um, you know, early in my career, I tried to kind of set up like 
quotas for myself of whether it be other providers, which this is a common thought process of like, okay, I'm going to reach out to other providers and I'm going to do one meetup a month or whatever it is. I certainly did some of those, but I also did that with other like school organizations and things of that nature where I just wanted to learn more about what they were doing, um, even if I couldn't necessarily sit on their board or help on a committee, because then that allowed me sometimes to just like have more resources that I could connect other people. So then like me being the connector of like, I'm sitting on the board for, you know, early in my career, I sat on the board for a organization that helped it was basically like big brothers and big sisters, but for adults with disabilities. Mm. And so it was a, it was a younger organization with not a lot of resources. And so it was helpful for me to kind of build my knowledge of the area and be able to provide more date, like data and resources for that organization. So meetups are super important. Um, and in those meetups, especially if you're, you know, whether it's a provider or an organization really making it about what you can do for them and, you know, saying, so like early in my career with providers, I I would say, you know, I am new to the area and I'm building a practice that is family wellness oriented and women's health. And so I want to learn more about what you love to do so that I can make sure that I'm referring, you know, appropriately, like the right patients that really fit with what you feel your wheelhouse is. Um, and getting a message like that, probably some of, some of you listening have gotten a message like that, hopefully from, you know, a doula or a pelvic floor PT or whatever. You can always tell when like, they're genuinely interested in the big picture versus, you know, getting a message that says like, I'm new to the area and I want to tell you about myself. Like people don't have time for that. (laughs) No, you really can tell. Well, just kind of like what I was like. I always consider you, even though we're like the same age, I always feel like for some reason, you're so much more adultier than I am. I've told you this before. So I always love when I get the chance to like, kind of like coach you. And when we were talking about your, and I was like, no, it's not when you're talking about like actively commenting on other people's profiles. And I'm like, okay, we've, we've got a mindset block around this. It doesn't have to be, you know, you, you know, your energy. So So like I think as long as you comment at from that place, it comes through. Totally. So like, that's a big one. And then honestly, like unpopular opinion, I did a lot of screenings when I was first in practice. Um, and I am not like, I hope this comes through for all of you listening. Like I'm not built for this. I am not the person that you can put in a screening booth that like, like I'm doing like jazz hands, right? Like that's, that's not me at all, but I did, I did well in, in that screening environment. I mean, I had a booth at the County fair for like four years, four or five years straight. And I would like narrow my, like, cause it was like all week long. So I'd have to like narrow my hours in practice to be there in person at the freaking County. Fair. I love <laughs> that. People are like, what the heck were you doing? I I'm telling you, like, I can think of three families that I met at the county fair that are like probably like right up there in my top 10 families that are like advocates for our practice. And I met them at the county fair when I was 24 years old. So, well, that's interesting that you say that about advocates for your practice, because that's something we haven't touched on yet. It's just like the referrals, like, because it is a snowball effect, even in my business, when I niche down um, and I met you and you know, it just becomes like a snowball of 
it gets easier. I feel like, because then the more people that know about you, even if they tell one person about you, and then that person tells one person about you, it's just such a web. Yeah. So do you want to talk about any like referral programs or incentives that you have going on? Yeah, we have, I've never done anything like that actually in the history of, of my practice. Well, that's good to know. That's helpful to know. Yeah. There's some legality issues in chiropractic with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I've never really done anything formal like that, but really I would say the biggest thing is just continuing to keep my energy in that like service zone of like, how can I be of service to you knowing that then that's going to come back around. So even with like just acquaintances or, you know, people that are meeting me at a screening or at a booth, even if they had a chiropractor that they loved, that they were seeing really regularly, um, if they're still engaging in conversation with me, talking a little bit more about what I do. And then oftentimes like those people, I mean, we have patients that bring their kids to see us, that they see a different chiropractor. Okay because they want the kids to see us because we see tons of kids and their chiropractor doesn't. And so don't make that wrong. Like make sure that you are praising the fact that they are under regular care. And if they're super happy where they are, like you can still talk about what you do because you'd be surprised. Like now they're sending their neighbor to you because of what they have going on in their family. Um, and they're still happy with the chiropractor they're seeing based on what's going on with that person. So just keeping that service mindset, being open-minded and really like the biggest thing is like patience, you know, <laughs> with CE. Um, I, I don't have a lot of patience, but I knew early on, like building a business and building the size of business that I wanted, like not everything pays off immediately. And I think especially for those of you that are newer in that process, that can be endlessly frustrating. And I totally get it. I've been where you are, but when you're consistent, uh, it absolutely pays off. And so you just have to be willing to take hold of all those little pieces and make the most of them at the time, knowing that, you know, eventually like all those little pieces add up and you have a mountain of success. So and I've found in my business, it's just asking sometimes if I'm just like, Hey, Dr. Christie, I've got a webinar coming up. Is there anybody you could think of that you could tell? And usually you'd be like, Oh yeah, let me send this thing. Yeah. And, and then if I were to follow up or you were to follow up with me, like, I wouldn't think you were being, I'd just be like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Let me, let me send this or like, Hey, would you mind just even asking a patient? This is what I always tell my Kairos asking a patient, Hey, would you mind like putting us on your stories? Mm-hmm. Or would you mind just like sharing our Instagram profile with one of your friends? And they're like, oh yeah, sure. Like nobody, yeah. nobody's going to be like, oh, what are you asking me to do? And if they are, right. then they're probably not your perfect patient anyway. <laughs> if anything, I always really respect the, the hustle. Like I yeah. respect the, and as much as I hate that word, it's like, it is part of building a business. Like you have yeah. to be scrappy and you have to do the just work ask. and you have to be willing sometimes to put yourself in an uncomfortable position and just yeah. ask. Yeah. And, and people are happy to do it. I have found. Totally. Um, I mean, it's people, an interesting topic for me right now because we're building out a, a mastermind for high-performing chiropractors and my colleague and I that are doing it, we very consciously, like we didn't build a web page. We're not like running like certain types of, like we are doing it how we are, which is grassroots. So we are doing like hand-picked invitations to have discovery calls based on like our network and our connections. Um, and it's actually been a really interesting process because 
people are not only honored to like be asked to discuss it with us, but we're curating the right group because we're willing to not like put it, you know, just blast it out and be like, look at me, look at me. It's more just like, let's make sure that we're getting the right people in there so that they can grow. So that's exactly what I'm doing with my Charleston retreat. I'm hoping at the time this episode airs that we, I'm hoping at that time, we'll at least either have a couple, only a couple spots left or be full, but I'm not opening it up to just my general email list because that's not, we're all going to be in the same house. Like I don't want, you know, I don't want just like, yeah. Somebody I've never had any interaction with. I don't know. Like if we were all in hotel rooms or something that'd be different, but yeah, yeah this is going to be like an intimate group. I had one of my male chiropractor clients who I love. He's like, it's too bad. It's only women. I was like, yeah, I don't really think they'd want to be staying in the house with, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, really like, he's like, he really wanted to come. <laughs> oh, poor guy. I know. I was like, sorry, dude. He goes, I don't think people really open up if, you know, it's just going to be like our little group. Um, so we only have a few more minutes left. So I want to give you a chance to talk about anything like other that we, we might've missed just from like a small town standpoint. Is it like getting Google reviews or anything like that? And then I want you to talk about how people can work with you. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that loft because I totally forgot that Google reviews are important. Reviews everywhere are important. Um, And so obviously on those platforms, but also I'm going to say really focusing on curating the stories from your practice. Like this is so important regardless of, you know, the size of town, but I think a lot of my like gradual success in the family arena was because I really would curate these stories and I would share them, you know, in some of, so like if I'm doing a screening, I have you know, a framed picture of a family with their story. I have like a whole binder full of stories of like what people can expect. You know, if I'm doing a talk at BNI, I'm talking about that. So making like, sure like they, case studies kind of, is that what you mean? Like, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Testimonials from families that are really talking about things that um, people might not know. I mean, I definitely find that in small towns, it is less likely for you to find wellness chiropractors, you know, chiropractors that are willing to talk about you know, childhood issues. And, you know, I'm, I think about, we have a, an older patient, he's like in his seventies and he came to us for depression, literally Mm. only for depression. Um, and he goes to Florida every year and he has called other chiropractors there saying he needs care for this time that he's there. Like we've sent him people to call and none of them will see him because they say like, we don't treat depression. Like, obviously people, (laughs) we don't treat depression. No, but Can you tell your stories about how people with depression and anxiety in your practice have seen change because you're getting their nervous system in a different vibration and they're able to function and manage stress better? Like these are the things you just have to be willing to talk about. And I think especially in a small town, like he literally came to us for depression because we were his grandkids for like ADHD and anxiety. And so like that family talk to him and that's how he ended up in our practice. So just, yeah, make sure that you're wow. story and you're getting good at that. And you're sharing those things in the community. It, it can be harder in a small town because in my opinion, like mud can be thrown a little easier. Like it's, you know, some people aren't going to love what you have to say. Some people aren't going to believe in what you have to say, but you have to have the resilience to keep telling those stories because they matter so much in practice. Um, but especially in a small town, that's, what's going to build your reputation of who you serve, why you serve them and how you can help them. 
Can you talk about quickly though, like the, I know, and you've taught us a lot about, like, I, I always say we are a better Instagram marketing agency because of Christy Wick. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so nice. No, I'm serious because, and it's different. Like the United States is actually a lot easier than like my Canadian docs or like I had a, yeah. a chiropractor from Australia. They're like, we can't even mention ear infections. We can't even mention so it is harder because you probably can't. So what we've learned through working with Dr. Christie is we say patients in our office have reported <laughs> decreasing anxiety with regular care. <laughs> yes. So I have learned the language that is important to use through uh, falling on my face <laughs> and, getting, and getting the mud thrown that I just talked about. So like when I first started seeing lots of kids, and I was, you know, really involved in a training program that was specific for pediatrics. And I was on fire for like everything. I would talk about all the stuff online and it, it was not good. <laughs> it was not a smart choice. And, um, to, to be honest, I think you can really, you can polarize yourself to a point that now you're known in a small town as like the crazy one. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I think it's really important that you use your very educated brain and figure out how to say the thing in a way that is palatable. So like what Molly just said is what we always say on anything, like, please, please, please don't go out in the community and say, um, we treat ear infections. Ah, like I'm just doing that. Like, don't yeah. say that you are not treating ear infections. You are treating subluxations that may potentially impact the nerve that helps drain the ear like helps with the muscle that drains the ear. So like make sure that you're conscious of that. And really no one can argue with the language of moms in our practice have reported, you know, fewer ear infections for their kids after getting under care. Like, yeah, right. Who's going to dispute that if that's, you know, anecdotally what right. you see in your practice. So yeah, use your words wisely and remember like, you know, this isn't me being afraid to stand up and say what I believe in. In my opinion, this is me being smart and remembering that most people, especially in my small town, aren't going to get it. And so we need to make sure that we're using language that doesn't push them away before you even have a chance to have. Yeah, exactly. You have to meet people where they are and marketing to someone like me versus marketing to like my best friend here in the town. Like that would be two very different. We're both your ideal patient and it would be very different language. She would say to both of us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I actually do have a free, uh, like marketing messaging download that I can link in the show notes, but, um, Dr. Christie, how, so you talked about your mastermind, but I know you also have the illuminated squad. So tell us how people can get that like business mentorship from you. Yeah. So, um, if you are a female chiropractor and you are looking to grow your practice, um, and also, you know, have some personal development, I'm super passionate about just developing you as a person. You are, you are. You're um, great at it. we would love to have you inside the illuminated squad. We have a couple different membership levels right now. You can head over like easiest way to find my website is just drchristywick.com. But my first name is spelled funny. So make sure you check the R Y S T I. Check the show notes on that. And, you know, we have not only a content membership, but we also have a stats membership where we help, um, help you keep your stats and really look at your trends. And then, yeah, for, for the dudes, we are running a high level <laughs> membership, uh, high level mastermind 
for a small group of people. It probably will be closed by the time this comes out. But if you're interested and you're in that like half a million and above range in annual collections, reach out to me for next go around. This is with my friend, Dr. Jake Gernacher. Yeah, that, those are really the two ways you can look yeah. And I am not an affiliate of Dr. Christie's. I just love her. And I just have to say, I've been to your event. I was, year three was a charm. I was invited (laughs) to come speak at her Illuminated Squad event three years in a row. And COVID, the first two squashed those plans. But I got to come this last January. And just to see, A, the group of women you've, like the, the community you've cultivated, like it didn't feel like stuffy or pretentious or like buttoned up. It was just like very, literally, I like ended up wearing something different than what I had planned to do my presentation in because it was just like comfortable, casual, conversational. And it just felt very warm and welcoming. And so, and just to see how you are and like the respect that everyone in the squad has for you is just like, it was really cool to watch. I was like taking notes. Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And then I have that video of you doing your little jig, which is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I'm a total (laughs) dork. So I do lots of random weird things when I'm with the people I love. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, Well, again, thank you so much for squeezing this in, in between your patients and your super busy schedule. And I'm just so grateful for you and this relationship that we have. And I know people will find some value from this episode. Oh, ditto so, so much. Thank you for everything you do for chiropractic. Like chiropractic wouldn't be the same without people like you who are advocating and helping us get out of our science brain. Yeah. And get, like we're the on the other brain. side. We're not yeah, the practitioner. I, yeah. I know I love you. So okay. glad to be here. Thank you, Dr. Christie. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified. This podcast is brought to you by my marketing roadmap, which is a five episode private audio training. That's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. So if you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. I'm really proud of this training. And I know personally, I've bought $27, $37, $17 products before and felt like I really didn't get that much out of it. I guarantee you, you will learn something from this five episode private audio feed. So again, it's just mollycahill.com slash private training. And it'll also be linked below in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.